0: Hey guys, I really hope you've been enjoying these extras for the SWD two thousand sixteen podcast. Extra menu that I have here you guys are gonna have about six of these coming through this is another one of them you reach Lisa Michelle yes I'm not a type 1 or a t2 I'm actually a t3 or a TV as they have been knowing to call us non diabetics who work with diabetics but I know a lot of us are wondering about what's going on with the current election and what's going to be happening with health insurance and who stands on the values and the core things of what's going on with diabetes in, you know, for what, how they're going to help take care of it in the future. You know, there's a whole thing with Trump, with Clinton, and Tom Boyer, who was with us last year, he's incredible, he put on a really unique spin to this year's students with diabetes talking to us about diabetes and the government and what to be expected. I was very impressed with what he had to say. I really hope you guys take into consideration to listen to this and see what's happening. But you know what? I'm going to let you take a listen for yourself and see what you got to think of. Check it out.
1: Big America whole. Who's feeling the Any uh, Gary Johnson fans out there? Yeah. You know who that is? seriously wow look at me i did not know i'd be challenged on the glitter for today hot damn so um just wanted y'all to know this is what the top 50 bucks can buy in paris i yeah. am <laughs> tom Blair, not gary glitter so don't be scared don't be worried so we're going to have a little fun today there will be a little fun. There'll be a little work. There'll be more fun. But the one thing I want you to know is that the exercise that you're engaged in happens once every four years, if we're lucky, or not. Um, happens once every four years, unless something bad happens, as you guys learned with Mr. Nixon a few years ago. before most of y'all's time, uh, this is inherent in American democracy. That uh, any Hamilton fans here? Musical Hamilton, Yeah. suggest everyone listen to the soundtrack. Uh, it actually provides a very good historical reference to a lot of what I'm going to go through. And there may be a couple of Hamilton references in here. You heard a few things before I came up, just going through it. But just to get life started today, much like Hamilton, this presentation has three acts. Hamilton actually has two, but I'm going to borrow one.
0: Yeah.
1: We have three acts. Your vote, you're going to vote. You have two documents in front of you. One is a quiz. The other is a, is a ballot. I want you to pull the ballot out and get ready to work on it. Then we're going to talk about side these see right now, what's going on, what's not going on, and what do you can do to help set the agenda. Talk a little bit about the future, and then we're going to have a close. But in Act 2, there will be a quiz. And we will be judging all of you accordingly.
0: <laughs>
1: so let's go. It's time to vote. More ballots, anybody? Yeah. 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 All right. My, but don't fill it out yet. Don't get ahead of me. Do not get ahead of me. Uh, I want to know who you're going to vote for. I want to know a little bit about what makes you want to vote for them, why you'll vote for them, and how, and we're going to talk about how each candidate can and cannot protect your interests. So now I need all phones, iPads put away. There is no cheating allowed. Phones, iPads, everything away. No Wi-Fi, nothing.
0: So with that, I want to know,
1: where are my Trump people? Any drunk people? Come on, be brave. All right, we got All right, all right. Where are my Hillary fans? Where are the Hillary fans? All right. Who's feeling the bird? There are two names that are on your ballot. All of you who are feeling the burn, get it out of your system right now. All of you that think Mr. Johnson's the way to go, sorry, cast it aside. I don't want any write-in ballots, but because it's a democracy, I'm giving you the opportunity to write in one of those two other people who I've encouraged you to not vote for, okay? I'm giving you the opportunity, but I'm strongly encouraging you to not do it. It's the equivalent of throwing your vote away. Your two candidates, like it or not, that will decide the election are Ms. Clinton <laughs> and Mr. Trump. That's it. And the key reason you don't have the votes. Ha 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 ha. Yeah. <laughs> they don't have the votes. It's done. So now fill out like your ballot. If you write it in, it will be duly noted. But we need to know who you're voting for right now. Before we change your opinions.
0: <laughs> you got thirty seconds. So. Yep, yeah, and we're going to flip the ballots as
1: soon as you fill it
0: out. I don't like um, thought he was running as a libertarian. like that. Different parties, right? I'm ready. Yeah, me too. <laughs> I don't to oh, I am so <laughs> <laughs> just going to put a bad choice the Okay, I you can just to that healthcare and not other you like Done <laughs> <yet>. <laughs> 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 I'm be <a> <laughs> I, I, doing it on, like, the bill actually. because I know, I'm just kidding, but these are not done yet. California is still a big state that can still, like, I don't like when people are like just like all automatically knocking it out
1: because they yeah. say <laughs> to Alright, is there anyone who wants to vote? Voted. You do have the right to not vote. Strongly discouraged that. But that's that's what uh document us the opportunity to do. Thank you. Alright, our all ballots turned in. The last Any about, anyone else? Yes, anyone, okay. Anybody else? Anyone? Anyone? All, all right, we're done. Thanks. Thanks. Because they're halfway already. Diabetes, that's where she we are. Like, and if you we were so. sorely disappointed in your choice well, as the president, I am here yeah. to potentially disappoint yeah. you further. Very good. Yeah.
0: Yeah.
1: Don't mean to, but we have a little bit of a challenge here in the diabetes I don't think that we are either as active as we want to be, as engaged as we want to be, nor as involved in pursuing a core focus on diabetes issues at any level of government, be it national, be it state, be it local. I think that we've become very focused on some key things that may not necessarily feed into what the debate is that's in Congress, and we're not driving the debate, which is leaving us really kind of like a rudderless boat, and we're just adrift, and we're floating around, much like the founding fathers when they found the United States. <laughs> really no different, except they had an agenda. They were driving it. We are agendaless at the moment, in my opinion. And I'm going to, going to have a little quiz, will show a little, little uh, color as to why I think that's the case. Anyone else have a different, different opinion? I want to hear it. Share it. Let me hear it. Anyone? Bueller. Come on. <laughs> All right. And that was a Ferris Bueller reference. That was not a, a Deadwood reference for those of you that saw the Deadwood, whatever that movie was, with the superhero. Deadpool. 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 My age again. Damn. It. I haven't heard a long time. So here's here's the main thing that's happened. He's gone from setting an agenda to really just taking their temperature we are a thermostat i'm sorry we're a thermometer not a thermostat we used to we used to be a thermostat where we'd turn the heat up and we'd make life difficult for elected officials now we're giving them a pass on everything so we just say ah that's the temperature that's what's going on we'll read it we'll take it and we'll roll with it not sure that's what, what you want to do and I'm encouraging you to begin to speak up and speak out so that you can drive the mission of your core uh, associations for representing your interests. Then we've got this other complication. Sorry for you all, you can't necessarily see everything. But we're in a crisis situation. We don't have government funding coming to diabetes interests. We are losing ground on all the things that are important to us, and we're fighting amongst ourselves. What do I mean about fighting amongst ourselves? We've got this debate going on between between people in the community will say, ah, I'm a diabetic. I have diabetes. Doesn't help. I'm interested in getting funding for type 1, not type 2. Doesn't help. I'm interested in getting funding to deal with gestational diabetes, not type 1 or type 2. Doesn't help. Diabetes is diabetes when you're dealing with any policymaker. That's the reality and right now whether we like it or not the way to improve the health the health of people with type 1 diabetes at least in the healthcare system is by ensuring that people with type 2 diabetes are taken care of as well type 1 diabetes we are the tip of the spear that's how it is but we've got to ensure that everyone else is there with us we have the voice we have the passion we have the power we need to start to exercise because we're not right now in my opinion then we've got this other challenge. Up until about five, six, seven, ten years ago, we could bring the power of the people to elected officials. It's now become a very closed-off environment. It's become very financially driven. The Supreme Court has ruled that money is free speech, which is how you end up with someone like Donald Trump, who can self-finance a campaign. Say, ah, you know what? I don't want anyone else's money. I don't care. That's not a good thing for democracy. In my opinion, you don't want self-financed candidates. It leads it leads to problems, and you may see some of that, some evidence of that as we go along. But that's really challenging. Things. Anyone know who this guy is? There was a tip in the beginning. Yes. Um, no, that's oh so man. No, okay. They all looked the same. <laughs> Alexander Hamilton may have looked a little different. Alexander Hamilton may have looked slightly, slightly different. Alexander Hamilton, the reason I am such a fan of Alexander Hamilton, is that he was the true immigrant, for those who don't know the history, the true immigrant in the United States government. became Treasury Secretary, founded the currency. The entire financial system that's based in the United States today starts with this guy, simply because he grew up in the Caribbean with a mother who was frankly a prostitute and a dad we didn't know who was a Scotsman who bolted out of town at a young age. This was the most self-driven, self-educated person in the United States government has ever seen. And he's an immigrant. And listen to the debate that's underway right now. I can think of no better person to be the face of diabetes advocacy than Alexander Hampton. Period. Because of what's going on in communities of color. Because of what's going on everywhere. True story. John Adams kicked him out of his cabinet, actually Alexander Hampton left, left the cabinet after John Adams threw a racial slur at him. True. Odds are he was mixed race. Things that, things that our history book doesn't necessarily teach us, or at least a portion mixed race. Probably more than the senator from um, Massachusetts is a Native American. Who's, he's like one-tenth Native American. He probably had such a strong immigrant lifeblood that it really helped drive the United States economy. That's the guy that is that I am truly a fan of. Okay. Are we ready for our little cabinet meeting? It's quiz time. You've got a quiz that's in front of you. On one side, you've got, it says ABCD, which are the presidential candidate names. I don't want you to look at that side right now. I want you to look at the side right now that's got a bunch of numbers. You've got to choose the the best number. So it should be a question, uh, the first question will be this one. The US government's response to your community. It's a bunch of numbers. So I'm gonna talk you through this right now. What you have here is a correlation between each person with diabetes and how much money the Centers for Disease Control spends combating diabetes from a prevention and detection point of view. Each of these is specific to another disease area or diabetes. Which one do you think fairly represents how much the federal government spends for each person with diabetes in the Centers for Disease Control? Mark your your response down. It's either one equals $1,129, that's A. B is one equals $2. C one equals three fifty or D one equals seven fifty. I have no idea. All right, everyone marked it. Everyone marked. Pens down. Here we go. It's one equals two.
0: I was close. It was not. Not very high. The one equals
1: seven fifty. That's breast and cervical cancer. The one equals eleven hundred dollars. That's HIV/AIDS. And yet here we have the most preventable medical condition with type 2 diabetes, arguably, where the CDC could have a positive impact and there's no money going towards it. There's the total. Don't even get me started on type 1 diabetes. And I'm being as kind as I can be with my financial assessments here proposed. The figure's about $60 million, and with 30 million uh, people with diabetes, it's one per person with diabetes. Alright? Question two. This was my favorite. This is why you can't have your cell phone. Since 2004, the actual dollar amount allocated to the Native American Diabetes and Special Type 1 Diabetes Research Programs have, A, increased, B, remained constant, C, decreased, or D, gone away? Increased, remained constant, decreased, gone away. Everyone guessed? Everyone marked it down? Who said C? Mm-hmm. Nice try, though. Now I will give you credit. I'll give you credit on C because it, there's a there's a technical glitch here. The money does go down in 2017 again as a result of sequestration. It's on NIH's webpage. but the money has gone down for two or three years, but it went back up over the last four So I'll give you a
0: pass. Oh, Health
1: insurance reform and diabetes. For those that like to throw bombs at Obamacare, this is my favorite. The impact of Obamacare and states choosing to establish exchanges has done what for people with diabetes? A, reduced insurance options available. B, led to fewer having health insurance. C, significantly increased the number with health insurance. D, none of the above. A, B, C, D. Quick, quick, quick. Write, write. Men think. While you're writing to guide your thinking a little bit, I'll hit this button right now everyone done hands down hands down significantly increase the number with health insurance significantly to give you an idea of, of two or three states that have actually assembled data in the state of washington the number of people enrolled in the state's medicaid program apple care where they expanded the program to say more people that are low income we will take you into the program the number of people insured in that program went from 7%, or the number of people with diabetes were only growing from 7% to 17%. And they only added half a million lives to it. That means a significant increase It was 7% before, 17% today, 7% of 1 million versus 17% of 1.5 million. That's a pretty substantial change. Same thing in Kentucky, some percent of the population of the state's Medicaid program, people with diabetes. Big challenge. So which is the following is the most accurate statement when it comes to the impact of diabetes? A, is an insignificant cost. B, there's limited information available. C, about 20% of programs' costs go to diabetes care. And D, over 30% of programs' costs go to diabetes care. This is specific to Medicare and Medicaid. And we want to take a guess. Come on, write them down. You guys aren't right. You guys aren't right. Are you stumped by the quiz? Are you challenged? It's meant to challenge. Because we have ingrained thoughts that are leading us to believe certain things. That's why this quiz is here. The answer? D. It's D. Over 30%. It used to be 1 in 4. It's now close to 1 in 3 in Medicaid alone. Medicaid, the data we're getting suggested, is much higher. The reason that I'm taking you all through this quiz is to help you level set to understand how big of a challenge is out there for people with diabetes. And where we need to apply ourselves in order to enact some change. We've gotta get some change afoot here because we are the most expensive chronic disease that's out there. But when I only have these markers to judge the candidates by or to assess the candidate's position, it becomes a little bit challenging. So I I want you to know in the next section of the quiz, which is the next side of your piece of paper, I've, thought, I've given as much latitude to the candidate's position as I possibly can, because I don't have a lot to chase after them on. So keep that in mind. I've given as much latitude as I possibly can for them to say what they want to do. Each of the candidates is in there. I want you to know that uh, one or two of the questions, if there are one, there's only one correct answer, and in one or two of the questions, there may actually be two answers that you need to put in, which would start with question one. So, everything obtained via Google. These two candidates believe allowing the federal government to negotiate the price of care, including drugs, physician services, and other items is an important policy, especially for Medicare. Who are, the, who are the two of the four? Donald Trump, Hillary Clinton, Bernie Sanders, Gary Johnson. Write them down. Come on, write them down. Give you all a minute. You can discuss amongst yourselves. You can debate. Help. <laughs> I think some of you are about to become very surprised where are my Bernie Sanders fans? Feeling the burn? Feeling the burn? Where are my Donald Trump fans? Uh huh. They are exactly the same on this. Exactly the same. No difference at all. Keep an eye on things. Um, this, pop, this is especially true for Medicare. They believe the federal government should be engaged in, in uh, pricing everything. That's an interesting thing for a Republican candidate to stake out that hasn't happened in a long time. Not so interesting for Bernie. (laughs) Kind of expect Way expect from a socialist, right? Come on, I kid, I kid, I kid. All right, actually, I don't kid. Um, (laughs) uh, This candidate believes soda taxes will not impact obesity and type two diabetes rates and will harm those with lower incomes while also wanting the government to provide health insurance for all. So you you got your four choices again: The Donald, Hillary, here, everyone ready Bernie Bernie Mr. Tax and spend does not believe that the soda tax is going to do anything interesting phenomenon this candidate believes further changes are needed in health reform including Medicare Part D without dismantling any portion even though they didn't initially support Medicare Part D kind of a leading question. You can read into this for a little bit. if you want to? Anyone? Anyone? Absolute truth. Hillary Clinton did not support the establishment of Medicare Part D prescription drug benefit. She didn't support it. But she's for expanding it, and she's for improving it, and she's for fixing it. Interesting, interesting uh, dynamic there. But absolute truth. This candidate has seven policy priorities of which repealing all aspects of health reform is one coupled with directing Congress to act on future insurance reforms to be defined at a later date. Who who does anyone think this is who? Anyone? Absolutely correct. A presidential candidate with seven policy positions. Interesting. Two of them are are pretty much exactly the same and the rest of them relate to uh, gun control or immigration reform in some way. it's interesting that that has not been seen before in uh in modern political time and someone is that focused this candidate and the party representative believes a free market approach to buying health insurance where benefit mandates are eliminated like those for diabetes needs along with curtailing the work of the fda especially in the diabetes spaces in order anyone i heard johnson who said johnson Yeah, um, they believe that the FDA is overreached in the diabetes space in particular when it comes to um, continuous glucose monitoring, things of that nature, insulin pumps, and they want to eliminate the FDA entirely in the Libertarian Party. They actually have a diabetes candidate running, I think, in Wisconsin's primary platform. But that's the only Libertarian candidate that's running for Congress pretty much anywhere. It's a very limited um, uh, party. i on say a national. They do have some local candidates and some state candidates, but it's really few and the far between. It's not every single race. And I don't think a single libertarian will qualify for the ballot in California except for the presidential law. All right. Now's, now's where it gets real. Um, this candidate has no identifiable, identifiable position specifically on diabetes, its costs, its needs, or public health efforts to address it. What do, what do people think on this one? Anyone? Any of of them? Oh. Oh? It's actually one. It's only one. Anyone want to take a guess? I kind of gave you a hint where I said the guy has seven policy positions. Mm -hmm. I can find absolutely no evidence of this guy saying anything about diabetes in the presidential race. Except let's not forget the Golf boyfriend, Brett Michaels. (laughs) Okay. Now remember. I said I'm giving as much latitude as I can, uh, Donald Trump never really even mentioned diabetes in that entire season of Celebrity Apprentices that Fred Michaels do it all. That was it. I mean, it's, uh, there's nothing, there is zero, there is no record at all that I, that I, that I can go with. Uh, and believe me, I tried. I searched on Google, I went to his webpage, I looked at campaign archives, I looked at everything, YouTube, nothing. Can't say that about Johnson, can't say that about Bernie, and I certainly can't say it about this last person. This candidate has a a record on diabetes matters including health reform, gestational diabetes, health insurance improvements, and meets with diabetes advocates on the campaign trail. Anyone want to take a guess to who this is? It's exactly right. I I mean, it's a night and day comparison between where her positions are on diabetes matters and where other candidates are. And believe me, I didn't want it to be that because I know what the reaction is to people to Hillary Clinton. Tell me what people think about Hillary Clinton. i got to hear this. All right, what else? All right, keep it coming.
0: Keep it coming. Okay, but here's the thing.
1: We are looking at this through the prism of diabetes right now. When it comes to diabetes interests, like it... or not, there's only one game in town, and that's it. Um, and I, I'm not going to reveal any personal opinion on this. Uh, I, I just, there's nothing else, there's no other game in town. So with that, let's talk a little bit about the future of diabetes.
0: <laughs>
1: now before I before I get into who the winner is, Let's talk a little bit about who really the winner is in this. And that would be, Assuming so he wants to work, you guys. You now have information that no one else has. I have not provided this, this presentation to anybody else. You've done, you've done an audit of the diabetes situation and the government's response to it, and it's inadequate. You've done an audit of where the presidential candidates stand on diabetes issues. And you know more than just about any other educated voter. The key now is to apply that knowledge for the good of the order. Encourage Mr. Trump to do something. Encourage Mr. Sanders to do something. Encourage Mr. Johnson to do something. If I were applying my time and energy, it would be to the Trump and Clinton side of things. There's just no, there's no other game in town. Uh, it's the way that democracy is set up. But you've got to commit to doing something. You've got to figure out how we're going to get back to those days, those good old days of making America great again. You got it from that phrase. <laughs> um, where we were back in the back in the 1990s, where we were truly driving the diabetes agenda in Congress, where we were pushing legislators to do things, where we were actually achieving things on an every two-year basis when Congress was in session. And we were. Ask Nicole. She can tell you about it. She I was there. I lived it. I wrote a lot of this stuff. It's not about me. It's about you guys. Someone's gotta to wanna to step in to do this as well. And we've got to figure out a way to really set the temperature and make these guys feel sweet. Because if we don't, I'll be here in four years after giving you the exact same presentation, with the exact same look on your face and saying, wow, I can't believe I take a quiz at 30 in the morning on politics. <laughs> that gets me more excited. So. Political science people in the room. Any political science majors? History majors? Anyone? One political science major? History? Yeah. It's something i been regretting this year. No. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> so, if I can ask, who, who did you, uh, who'd you vote for? I don't like any of the candidates. I'm probably going to end up voting for Hillary just because i live in a swing state. Okay. What state? Florida. <laughs> yeah. You're in a swing state. <laughs> Definitely are. Yeah. Uh, who else? Who else? Who else? Who else? Who else? can't see it. Go. Well, it's, uh, it's not yeah. All right. Who'd you vote for? In the
0: primary,
1: for Okay. And right now, who'd you vote for? Um, it's okay. What it? After this, oh, all right. Because now we get to the point where I'm going to ask people if they want to change their vote before I actually read the numbers. But I, I, it's, cool. it's interesting when I ask political science folks, I get a different reaction to things sometimes than I get them the general public. So, you guys want to know who won? Why don't you selected? And I'm really disappointed in a third of the audience.
0: Because a third of
1: the audience, uh, actually, 40% of the audience outpolled Trump. You guys voted in more candidates than Trump received. <laughs> there were, really. Did I get one? Did I get one? I'm sorry, Nicole. Anyone? Um, so, Trump uh, received 27 votes, Hillary Clinton received 51, and the writing candidates received 38 me right now after I strongly discouraged him. <laughs> Ineffective as a lobbyist, once again. That is, that is the nature of my job. So the reason I'm encouraging you that, to speak up, I mean, it really comes down to what Martin Luther King taught us all. Our lives begin to end the day we come down about things matter. It's that simple. Alexander Hamilton infused it into the thinking of our founding fathers, Martin Luther King extended it in the 60s with a lot of work. And if you don't speak up, we're at great risk here in the diabetes space alone because we are the cross-section of America. Period. Like it or not, the diabetes community, when I hear this discussion of takers versus givers, we are takers. Like it or not. And that's what the system is designed for, to provide us with a safety net when we need it, to provide us with help when we need it. But when you compare our benefits that are being provided to those for other diseases, say cancer, there's no comparison. We are on the losing end of this. For some reason, we are getting, by my words, severely discriminated against by government interests. And there needs to be movement on our side in order to make that happen. So what can you do? Take that piece of paper that you, some of you filled out, some of you didn't fill out. There are several tips that are on it. Who in here is not registered to vote? There's got, believe me, every time I go in front of an audience there are at least 30% of people who are not registered to vote. I find it hard to believe that this entire crowd is registered. If you're shy and you don't want to raise your hand, this is what I want you to do. I want you to go to voteusa.gov and register to vote. It contains instructions from every single state, a lot of it's online focused now. You gotta vote. You gotta register, you gotta participate. If you have not voted in the primary in California, New Jersey, or North Dakota, South Dakota, or the other states that come up on Tuesday, vote. You gotta vote. If you don't vote, you've given up your rights. And I don't want to hear you complain about the fact that Trump or Clinton is president if you didn't vote. Got to conduct your own research. You've got to do your own homework. Don't trust what I have put forward in front of you. The internet's a great thing, good and bad. You got to do, do a search. Check out everything that I said. Do your fact checking, but you'll find it's all solid. Do you mean email? You want to question it? I'm happy to have a discussion about it. Uh, get involved. JDRF, ADA have advocacy programs. Great advocacy programs. Got to get involved. They need more people, they need more power, they need more energy. Pick one. I don't care which. I don't, but you've got to get involved. Uh, hold, it, hold the organizations accountable. There's an entity out there, it's called diabetespack.org that sends action alerts out. Um, it, it's a growing entity. I encourage you to get involved there. Attend political events, and for the crazy ones among us, run for office. Run for office. Show an interest. You're at the point in your life where you can take a risk. Take the risk. You never know what's going to happen. Show a little energy. Show a little enthusiasm. Quinn Nystrom's running in uh, Minnesota. Give some money to her campaign. She could use it. She's running for the state. Is that the state house? or is she state one? house? Yeah. But she was here last year. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. and Quinn's very in front of mine. Uh, Quinn and I both went to both college, actually. The key being, (laughs) if you don't know, now you know, Mr. President. Now, at the risk of showing any personal allegiance, I would need to show one last image. Because I don't want everyone to think that there isn't a chance for hope in this. Because I do believe in a place called hope. Not only did I go there, I wrote a a number of bills that were signed by President Clinton. All impacting and benefiting people with diabetes. Special type 1 diabetes. Native American funding for health systems to help people with diabetes. Medicare coverage for diabetes self-management training and post-testers. Medicare coverage for insulin pumps, which was done through an administrative rule change. All these things happened in the 1990s, 1997 in particular, the Budget Act. Bill Clinton showed up, did, a, did an event the American Diabetes Association and Mary Tyler Moore sitting underneath the American Diabetes Association. That is the presidential seal, lest you doubt. It can only be used for the president when it's the president that's doing the event. It happened, it can happen again, but it will only happen again if you all get involved. And with that, I encourage you to register, vote early, vote often, but don't break any laws. Any questions? And I have